You either die a hero or live long enough to watch yourself become a villain. This is the Yoakum Strength Podcast with me, your host, Austin Yoakum. On this episode of the podcast, we have the leader of the I Hate Oat Milk movement, Leo Wick. Leo is a strength coach, nutrition expert, biohacker, and comedian all tied up into one. Today, he takes us down his process of experimenting with the new without getting lost in it. Why he believes you should level yourself up for your environment and not the other way around and how he uses a comedic touch to get his message across to his community. Get ready for some laughs and some knowledge bombs. This one rips. Thank you for listening. Keep chopping wood. Before we hit the intro music, I wanted to introduce to you guys the Yoakum Strength Insider. The Yoakum Strength Insider is our online training platform that takes all of the ideas that we talk about on this podcast and implements them into a program that is available to you at the touch of your fingers. Our goal with the Yoakum Strength Insider is to create better movers to level up your life, and to move forward from where you are. We do this in a holistic fashion. Not only will you receive a program that has helped hundreds of people become better movers, you'll also receive access to our app that allows you to track everything, has video links for all exercises, and allows you to be in constant communication with a Yoakum Strength Coach. Along with this, you'll get our 30-page PDF Nutrition and Lifestyle Guidelines. That includes everything from what to eat, how much of it to eat, why we're eating it, meditation habits, and other lifestyle habits that we implement with our clients to really level up their lives. If you're interested in trying out one of these programs, use Podcast 25 in the discount section right before you pay for 25% off your first program. Boom. This is the Yoakum Strength Podcast. Take the leap down the rabbit hole with us as we interview elite-level guests to unravel what high performance really is. Hi, well, yeah, Leo. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, bro. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, we, we were uh, we were BSing for the past like five minutes about kind of your approach to fitness and health and, and, and the field. And one of the things that I love about kind of your approach is that you're not in this old school mentality of like not try anything and just swear everything off and just like like that old tool old school just like lift the barbell heavier like grind a little bit more you are in the mindset yeah. of i'm gonna try things i'm gonna experiment with things but yeah. i'm not gonna just fucking throw out everything that i've ever worked on or just common sense in front of me just because somebody said this study increased my testosterone by 400 so i'm gonna start like uh, licking this salt lamp or whatever it is you know so yeah 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 I'm always interested in how people like you get to that like thought process. Like how have you gone about getting to that thought process and being all right with experimenting without getting sucked into kind of that bullshit that, that is out there in the fitness world? Mm. Well, first and foremost, I think um, probably experimenting myself, man, you know, and being around those coaches that are, you know, probably in their sixties now and they power lifted and, you know, they went to, you know, Columbus, Ohio to train with uh, Louis Simmons and they know all that good stuff. And it's sort of like, oh, it's been figured out before. It's, it's, it's been figured out in the seventies. It's like, you're don't even try anything new. It's all been figured out. You know, I've been around those people. And then I also been around the other side of that where it's like, you know, Dave Asprey releases something and it's like a vibrational plate and it's going to get you jacked just if you stand on it for, you know, 30 seconds or whatever the fuck. So being, being, um, uh, being around both sides of the coin and experimenting myself and kind of realizing the, Oh, so cliche, but true thing of that, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle, usually, you know, and just going about it that way. And have you have you ever been stuck into like, where where are you naturally? Like, are you naturally? So I feel like I'm more stuck in the camp of like, maybe, maybe early on, it was, it was kind of that appeal to authority. But then out of college, it was like, okay, all of these things, like testing all these rabbit holes. And I was more into the dive into a new rabbit hole and get kind of stuck in that rabbit hole. And mm-hmm. now I'm trying to find myself back into that middle ground. Are you are you somewhere naturally where it's like, okay, traditionally, I am just like a fuck it, like that's never going to work. Or traditionally, are you more of a like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to try this out and give it the benefit of the doubt? That's a good question. I'm probably the try it out kind of guy. But I've gone through phases, you know what I mean? I I guess I've always been naturally inclined to kind of notice that if something doesn't work and it's bullshit, uh, I'm moving on from it. Like no matter what they say, no matter what somebody says. Now, that doesn't happen like, you know, in one day, you know what I mean? Like with diet stuff, it's like people like to, people will say, try this diet, you know, and then they try it for, for, they'll try it and they'll say, I tried it, it didn't work. And you're like, how long did you try it for? Dude, I did it since like last Thursday. You know what I mean? And it's like, 
well, hold on. I'm talking about trying it for like, you know, six months, you know, a month at least, 30 days. You know what I'm saying? So I've done it that way where, you know, I'll experiment and I try out diets for a significant amount of time. So before throwing something completely, you know, as they say, throwing out the baby with the bathwater, you know, really giving it a genuine try. And then I, you know, comment about it or notice things. So, you know, whether that be training or nutrition, it's like, you know, try whatever, try this training program. And it's like, I tried it, it didn't work. And then you tell the person, how long did you try it for? Oh, one week. Okay. All right. That's, you didn't really try it. You just, you know, you, you, you fucked around a little bit, which is cool, which is cool. It's fine. You know, and it, it maybe just wasn't for you, but I feel like you got to give it an honest try, maybe a significant amount of time and then go from there. And then also realize that you're never going to get to a point where I found the it, this is it, this is done. Otherwise, life would be fucking boring, wouldn't it? You know, if you found it and that's it, just life doesn't go on from there. Like, that's it. We've arrived. Yeah. Boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the search for the Holy Grail that is kind of never there. And we had one of the funny yeah. parts that like this make me think I had Chad Chili on the podcast two weeks ago and he was talking about like all these people would say not only would they not try it for the, the desired length, but it would be like they would kind of like half ass like read what they're supposed to be trying to and he would talk he was talking about oh, yeah. these, like <laughs> like these training methods and it's like oh, you're yeah. not even reading what you're supposed to do he brought up like uh triphasic thing and like how people just throw themselves into like super maximal triphasic periods for like 12 weeks in a row it's like that's not what the book says the book says maybe do it once or twice after you've built up like a massive base for it it's like yeah, of course yeah, you yeah. got fucking crushed because you didn't actually read what you were supposed to do and then right. it's like triphasic is ass or whatever it is doesn't work it's like what doesn't work is you kind of half-ass approach like you're not even running the program you're not even running the diet it's like your approach to it which is cool like experiment and work yeah. with that approach but you can't say something doesn't work if you're not actually trying what you're saying yeah. doesn't work because that's the dirty work. That's the hard part is yeah. actually trying it and like really reading into it. Not so much that you get confused because that happens a lot of times too with people when they overly read into things. And it's like, oh no, when he wrote that, he really meant this. And it's like, well, why the fuck didn't he write that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that happens a lot too. But I'm saying really reading into thing and and trying to understand it in because that's the dirty work. Everybody just kind of wants the, the program, the layout and just do this and that and it'll work. And I mean, hey, Sometimes that works too, right? It's like also don't overcomplicate things that you know don't need to be overcomplicated. But that's the dirty work, whether that be nutrition or train uh, training or nutrition. With nutrition, it's like people will okay, all carbs are bad, right? Or all fat are is bad, or or pro don't eat too much protein or eat eat enough protein. It's just like why are people saying that? The 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 why is so much more important than the than the how kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or what exactly is the program? Yeah. And we, we talked before we even started recording and we were talking about people's content even. And it's like people's content is the the watered down of the, it's like somebody takes a study and a main person will post the study. And then somebody else that didn't actually read the study will take the caption of what the person that actually read the study and distill it. And then there'll be a person that takes the mid tier and distill it. And then there'll be a person that distills that. And by the time like an audience <laughs> gets to it, that's just in the general pop. It's been distilled like 17 times and it's so far yeah. away from from what actually is and like you said doing that dirty work but that kind of made me think about kind of your content and like <laughs> your your i hate oatmeal content and, and, <laughs> and going through there of like not not really distilling it in that way but actually just genuinely coming off like this is my thought process and i, and I have a lot of questions there of like when, when I, I you have a couple things and one of the things you talked about is like red light and methylene blue are two two of the things that just i i saw on the page that you talked about like that you experimented with that you actually tried mm -hmm. And you said red light worked for you. And you mentioned that uh, you're a very light sensitive person. And you mentioned like a methylene blue didn't work for you. And it was kind of like BS for you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and tell me if I'm right, if I, if I'm reading these things wrong too, you just tell me there too. But how do you balance like the end of one study with, with getting it out there? Cause I struggle myself. It's like, okay, this, like, I, I feel like myself, I'm, I'm a light responder. Like I, I get super tan in the summer. I respond really well to sunlight. I respond really well to red light. And I know mm -hmm. people that like, they just don't like, they, they don't respond to it. And, and like you talked about too, it's like, okay, when are you placeboing yourself and when you're not, or when of N of one, it's working for you and N of one, it doesn't work for that. So what's kind of mm -hmm. your approach there when you're, when you're working with these things and maybe mm -hmm. you're trying to apply what you're feeling and what you're seeing to kind of the general public, or even just talking about it in a post. Well, you know, man, I think honestly, you and I are in a really good position because you, you train, you work with people, right? Like you actually train them. You, you don't just post stuff about it, right? Correct. So that's like a big thing, honestly. And that's probably the biggest thing because a lot of people are sort of online Instagram trainers or nutrition coaches, which is totally fine, you know, because a lot of them also work online with people. But like I've been working on with people in person for 
more than a decade now. So it's like, I get I, like, if I hear about methylene blue, I try it out. I try it out with my clients, try it out, try this out, try this out. If all of them tell me it's bullshit, it's like already a thing happening there, right? If I try it and it's bullshit, they tell me it's bullshit, then I'm like, oh, okay. Because also um, these are people that are, you know, what does what the fitness trainers like to say? Fitness pop, general pop, right? Gen pop, you know, general population, meaning they're not sitting on Instagram and like devouring information to copy and then repost on their own Instagram, right? They're they're just they have a normal life, they're working. And so when you give them something that they're not, they don't they don't really have the bias of being excited about, you know, I feel like it's a much more honest trial of the thing that you're trying. And that same same thing goes with like training, you know, it's like, oh, try German body composition. And it's like you try it and it's like, oh, it just destroys all average people. It just fucking kills them. Like you can't do this shit. You can do it for a month tops and then they don't want to do it. They don't want to see you anymore. I've, I've, I've had that happen to me. We know where I've lost clients because I either overtrained them or undertrained them, you know, that happened before, you know, so it's like I, we're in a good position. I think of uh, if you, I, I guess really working with people, it's like a big step up because you get to actually try it with people not just yourself and then with myself yeah it's just being honest man and it's that's hard to do that's just like you know fuck all this nutrition training stuff i'm just saying like in life in general right it's like it's it's hard to be honest with yourself sometimes right whether like you know you should break up with a girlfriend that you you, you keep dating her and you're like oh no it's gonna work out but you know it's not you, you know what i'm saying sort of things like that i mean there's tons of examples in life like that but yeah i think it's just being really really honest with yourself and that's really hard to do you have to come come to a certain, you know, place in life, I guess, to get there. But yeah, it's a cliche answer. But honestly, just being really honest with yourself and trying trying things out with people that maybe are not biased towards these things because they have no clue about any of this stuff. So they're not, you know, oh, oh my God, I heard so much about methylene blue or I heard so much about red light. It's like they have no no clue what it is. You give it to them and they don't feel anything. Or maybe they do because I've had that too, of course, when people are like, wow, great supplement. Thank you so much for suggesting that. So, you know, working with people, I guess. No, that's that, that's an awesome <laughs> answer because I have like four or five like super analytical clients and athletes that I work with, and it's like mm -hmm. I have I have most of my clients. If I tell them to run through a brick wall, they're going to run through a brick wall and tell me it helped them in their sport. You know, like if they have that <laughs> placebo and the belief. Yeah, but I have like, yeah, I've had I, people like that too, man. Yeah, <laughs> but I have four or five that are like analytical, and it's like okay, if I'm going to test something out, like I'm going to listen. I love the advice and the hype up from the squad that I got and the belief factor there, which is great, and obviously that's a huge mm -hmm. part of like results too. But the four or five like analytical guys that'll just like this is bullshit and like uh, I don't like this, <laughs> this isn't working. Like those are the four or five people in my clients that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna listen to you guys because you guys are gonna tell me the brutal truth of either you yeah. feel it or you don't. And maybe yeah. you're placeboing yourself out of like it affecting you anyways, but like whatever. Like too. if you're telling me something there, like I'm probably gonna listen. I'm gonna tune in just a little bit more there because you guys are gonna be a little bit more brutally honest. And not even with them being trying to be mean or anything. It's just how their brain works. Mm -hmm. They're so mm -hmm. analytical. It's like zero or one black or white it works or it doesn't um mm -hmm. and, and that's super helpful for a brain like mine that's trying to like it, it, i have a pretty creative like open mind of like okay this makes sense this makes sense people are saying this and trying to experiment yeah. with a lot of it and you kind of apply it to some people like a lot of a lot of times they're accountants too like they're always like in college to, to be an accountant or they're already mm -hmm. accountants and every time mm -hmm. they're like nope this ain't it or yep i feel this and i'm like yeah i'm gonna <laughs> listen to you guys See, but you need that. You got to think of yourself as like a bowling ball. You know, like you're a bowling ball. You're kind of a go-getter. You want to strike. You want to fucking get all those pins out. And then you have people who are, who are the little rebounders. You know, they, they'll rebound you so you don't get out of the, you know what I'm saying? Because maybe you're so excited about things. You'll just go into the, whatever you call that lane on bowling. I haven't bowled in years, man. But um, the gutter. Yeah. yeah, the gutter. The gutter. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have people that'll just kind of bounce you back in a little bit. Be like, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, bro. I think that's bullshit. Or, or maybe I think this is great. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're, getting maybe being a little rough on this thing you know what i'm saying because i've done that too or maybe i've been overly uh, uh cautious with things or people you know what i'm saying so i guess that's life i mean just got to find that little kind of back and forth people that are super excited and then the ones that are super like uh-uh you know and then somewhere in the middle is where you gotta you gotta keep moving forward you know what i mean yeah. And, and you mentioned being a little rough on stuff and you have your brand is <laughs> I hate oat milk. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? And I've been I'm like, man, that is that's a fucking aw. I love that. Like, I'm oh, geeking out. And what's the, is, is raw milk daddy? Is that your brand as well? Raw milk daddy. That's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I don't know, man. That. Like I said, I mentioned I've been, you know, I've been at this shit for a long, long time, Uh, probably most before people that were have been on Instagram, you know, doing their Instagram influencer stuff. So I, I when I started there, you know, Instagram, nobody was influencing. It was just pictures of like, you know, with filters on it. So um, 
I don't know, man. I, like I said, I've been on it for a lo- been on this stuff that I do for a long time, and I've kind of seen things come and go. I've seen, uh, you know, first it was like soy milk, right? Everybody was like, oh, switch over to soy milk. It's better than cow's milk. Then it was like almond milk. Then and now it's oat milk, you know, and there's been all all sorts of milks in between there. And, you know, I, I just kind of see this pattern kept going, kept going. And um, honestly, it kind of happened by accident, man. One time I went to a coffee shop. I asked for a coffee, for a latte. They asked me what kind of milk. And I said whole milk. And I think she thought I said oat milk. <laughs> And she handed me an oat milk latte. And I, I already like was aware of it. You know, I, I live in Los Angeles. So it's like, you know, pretty hipster fucking town. So everybody's up and at it, all the new stuff. And um, I tried it and I wanted to barf, you know. And so I thought, all right, I'm going to start making fun of this. So I just kind of started making fun of it. And a lot of people caught on to it and started sending me daily things of like, oh, look, they're trying a new milk. It's called cauliflower milk. They're trying to milk potatoes now. They're just, it's just like on and on and on and on. And, you know. Um, things just ca- kind of happened. And I thought, why not make fun of it officially and make, uh, make some merch out of it. So that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That, that's a good, uh, that's a good note for the strength coaches out there struggling to make content. I always get that question. Like, how do you make content? How do you make a brand? It's like, bro, just mm. go live life. And then whatever the questions or whatever you're finding you're struggling with, whatever you think is funny, whatever, whatever you're going there, like just go make content out of that. Like that's going to be your best way to make content. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, you gotta, I mean, that, that's my that's my vehicle. You know, my vehicle is ha- having a laugh at it. I get it. That's not for everybody. And that's great. You know, you find your own thing that you're good at. And I, I like to have a good time. I, you know, I enjoy comedy. So I guess comedy is my vehicle for serving the message of fuck oat milk or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and that, that that's something that I did want to talk to you about is kind of like you're seeing this new wave of like uh this memery information, you know, like creating memes uh, to get information across. And, and some people like I just see and a lot of it, a lot of times it's like these old people that just don't really have that creative aspect or it's, it's young people. They just don't have that creative aspect, that analytical mind. And they just hate on it. Like I've seen it so mm-hmm. many times. It's like that, that guy's just a troll. That guy's just a he's just a meme guy. It's like, OK, but like what what what's he accomplishing? Like, you know, like he's getting his message across. He's building a brand um, and he's getting the information that he wants to get across to his clients. And his clients are actually reading it and, and they're actually taking something from it rather than like you, you posting that study that nobody or infographic that nobody is reading because there's no there's no grab to it. There's no reason for them to read it, which I think is a big part of it, too. It's like we we, we pride ourselves on like on all, all these aspects, but we don't know how to communicate our message. It's like it, it's a huge thing in, in coaching for specifically. It's like we talk about communication when we're coaching communication with all this thing. And we have no idea how to communicate where our athletes are or where our clientele is, which is social media, Instagram, TikTok. And we, we really don't adjust like we don't adjust our communication methods in that way. So kind of how do you one, why do you go, you, you talked about comedy being a big part of, of why you do what you do, but like, why do you approach it that way? And what are some of the, the, the things that you've taken from approaching it that way? And kind of how have you got to a point where you're comfortable enough to do that mm-hmm. to where, because that's an, I know a lot of coaches struggle with that aspect of like communicating the way they want to communicate because they see all these big level coaches just posting the same infographics over and over again. And they're, they're yeah. worried about being banished from like the, the cults of strength conditioning or the cults of fitness. <laughs> Um, like I said, man, honestly, that's just a part of my personality. I like to have fun. That's who I am, you know? So I'm being original, which I think is way more important than anything else, than being funny, than being smart. I just think I I appreciate that in everything, whether it be art or, you know, um, it, it's something that you're reading, whatever, intelligent advice. It's just be fucking original. I'm a big fan of that because when you're being original, nobody can re- truly copy you. Somebody will take your stuff. You know, I've been seeing a lot of oat milk posts on lately. You know, don't forget who started that three years ago. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's really because, you know, look, I follow a lot of people on Instagram too that don't do, do serve that vehicle of comedy in their posts. You know, it's just more straightforward stuff. And they share wonderful things that I follow and repost and enjoy myself and you know what I'm saying? So it's not like you have to be funny. You don't have to do anything. Just be original and keep creating. Um, what else did you ask me? That was a big question, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot going on there. But I, I I think that that be fucking original is a big part because that's also something I've talked about. It's like you also see the other end of it. And I, I have a couple of buddies that are struggling with this is like they're super smart, like genius level guys that mm-hmm. do read all this. Stuff. Like these guys are like 
they're study readers. Like they read the studies and they understand the studies and they read and they enjoy it. Like they enjoy mm-hmm. that aspect of it. And they're struggling with the aspect of, well, everything's going to memes. Everything's going to TikToks. I don't know how to like create, mm-hmm. I don't know how to make it funny. And mm-hmm. like, what well, I think mm-hmm. that's a big point that you mentioned is like that, that if that's not who you are, if you're not the meme guy, don't try to be the meme guy, you know, like if, if you're just, not that you can't branch out and experiment with some things, but if that's not who you are, like if you're not the funny guy, like you don't, you don't have to be the funny guy to get your message across what people like, again, you can't make it much better than what you said, but like, if you're not being original, like if you're not being yourself, it's really not going to hit on Instagram. It doesn't matter how, like, if you create a meme off of the thing, if you're not funny, that meme's not going to work. You're a funny guy. You 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 have a personality. That's your type of thing to get across, and that's why it works. But if you are, if you're not the meme guy, you don't try to be the meme guy. And if you're not the, I would say like myself, like I'm not the study guy. I'm not the smart study guy where I'm going to post. This is exactly where I got that from. That's mm-hmm. that's not where how my brain works. That's not. It's not. Not that you don't read studies. Not that you don't do it. But that's not how I'm going to communicate my message in a productive way to try and people are going to pick up on that. If I start trying to post studies like that, they're gonna be like, this guy's full of shit. And it's going to be because I am full of shit. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you, you really don't have to be funny because think about it. If there's, if there's one of you, there's got to be at least a couple thousand of you out there. Not, not the same person, but I'm saying people that have the same style of things, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's not, not everybody even likes the funny stuff. You know, I, I have people that'll be like, I don't get it all the time, you know? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Like, what do you want me to do here? Like, you know, you just don't get it. It's, you really don't have to be anybody else but yourself. Honestly, I think it's really important for people just to be original. There's there's plenty of people, you know, there's, I mean, look, there's, I don't know, you, you know, Charles Poliquin, right? You know, Paul, I mean, yep. he was a funny guy. That's who he was. He he liked to fuck around with people, sometimes a little too much, sometimes <laughs> crossing the line. It was a good time, though. I enjoyed it. Not everybody enjoyed it, though. You know, then you have, I don't know, whatever, Matt Wenning. He's not that funny. John Meadows. He's not, he's a great guy, super nice, rest in peace, but not that funny, you know, and just be yourself. And it's like, how many followers do those guys have? A lot. And they're they're very well respected in their field. And just being original, just sharing your own original content. I think that's what we need more of in this world, man, honestly, than like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And then it's like, well, this is th- that guy's doing the funny meme thing. So I'll try it. And then if you're not funny, it's just not going to work. So just <laughs> do your thing, man. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, like I love how you listed like seven, like the wedding and, and the Apollo coin because you couldn't have two different people and two, yeah. and they couldn't be and they're both successful and they both have a huge cult following. And like you said, I think a good point of that, like if, if you have this personality and you, you are drawn to that, like there's going to be there's so many humans on this planet, man, like you're going to there's going to be yeah. at least 10,000 people that and you have a clan of 10,000. You yeah. can do a lot at with least, the business, right? At least. Yeah. And then not everybody's up for, you know, a funny thing every single day, too. Sometimes you just don't want something funny. Sometimes you want to read something serious. Sometimes you want or or vice versa. Right. It's like you don't I, don't know. I think people are. Yeah. People are trying to join the, 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 the like the thing, the popular thing. And that's like that's the wrong approach already. Just just approach it from the sense of what you're trying what are you trying to do you know what are you tra- trying to share good information great share it be original about it start from there you know what i'm saying yeah and we, we kind of talked about your, your your method of delivering your message and this mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit of general question but i'm, I'm going to dive into some of the specifics as we go but we talked about your method of delivering the message, but what is your message? Like, what what are you really? What are some of your principles that you're really trying to get across to to people that are reading your page, that are listening to your podcast, that are doing these things, and and just oh, your clients man. and athletes? Oh man, that's a tough question. You know, I kind of feel like a like a band that like wrote a, an album, and then people are like, "What's this album about?" And you're kind of like, uh, "Listen to the album." You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's it's tough. Um, what's my message? I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I like I said, I don't approach it that way. I kind of go day by day. Uh, I, I think a, a big part of my message is honestly be original, stick, be true to yourself. You know, I don't believe that there's a single great program out there. I don't believe that there's a single um, great uh, way of eating out there, or, or whether it be you know uh, being on a ketogenic diet or uh, avoiding all polyunsaturated fats or doing what I, I just don't believe that. So I think the biggest part of my message is probably just for people to be true to themselves. And listen to their own heart, brain, whatever, and um, you know, staying healthy. I guess I'm interested in health and people being healthy and being the the best versions of themselves that they can be. Um, yeah, sort of that stuff like that. Like I said, it's a bit of a. <laughs> I, I look at it as day to day, man, day to day. I just I share stuff that I I've tried myself, that I've tried with clients, that worked, that didn't work, and I never, I I, I don't, I'm not a. I, I also don't do the thing of like, oh, I've been there, done that. I tried it. So I know better. I'm not, it's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just sharing what, what I'm currently 
where I'm currently at in my life. You know what I mean? And I, I think people also should be doing sort of things like that. If, if health is what they're after or, you know, being the best version of themselves, um, if that's what they're after, then, you know, you got to take it day by day and just go with the flow kind of thing. It's cliche, but it's true. Yeah. And, and that's like, like I said, I'm going to try and grab this and go into some of the specifics. And one, one of the part that I really like about your approach is kind of that you are not selling people on this poison or this one solution mm -hmm. answers all problems. And mm -hmm. that's something that I see in the strength world and fitness world in the health world. It's like, I'm going to sell you, I'm going to one diagnose you with a problem. And then mm. I'm going to sell you poison to yeah. that problem and package it all up as this medication, as this piece. And it's kind of this massive just I mean, it's in the strength world. It's you're going to get injured. So I'm going to sell you injury prevention, yeah. like disregarding everything that's in front of us in, in the fitness, in the health world. It's like you're going to get fat. I'm going to sell you a supplement. You want to get ripped. I'm going to sell you this supplement. like if something bad is going to happen. I'm going to sell I'm going to tell you something bad is going to happen. I'm going to sell you poison. That's not going to solve the solution. How do you go about avoiding those like trap holes and just selling yourself? And and how do you sell yourself in that way to where does mm. the a part of it falls on the consumer as well? Because it is these consumers are looking for this appeal to authority. Like they're looking to appeal to authority. They're looking for somebody to tell them, I have something wrong with me. You yeah, have yeah, a fix. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Like one <laughs> fix. Give me a pill. One exercise, one diet, give me a pill. How do you have these nuanced discussions with your oh, with your clients man. and athletes? Oh, man, that's a, yeah, great question. Like I said, these are deep questions that you're always asking. Um, like I said, man, the most important thing. Well, well look, let's 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 uh, acknowledge the, the fact that nobody wants to uh, follow a um, a weak horse. You know, everybody wants to follow a strong horse, meaning everybody wants to follow the guy that's sitting on the horse and that just goes, um. Uh, Power lift, only power lift. It's the only thing that works. Liver king. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or eat liver, right? <laughs> or don't eat liver, right? Or eat sugar or don't eat sugar. It's much easier for people to follow those sort of type of accounts and people because it's, you know, it's attracting. It feels like you said, it's like, oh, I'm missing. This is the part that I've been missing. Or he's got the answer to this thing. And it's like, okay. And nobody really, really wants to follow the guy that's, you know, a little bit balanced. It's like, okay, you could do this, but you could also try it like that. And you could maybe make it go this way. And then it's not, it's not that sexy. It's not that appealing, which is sad. I don't know why the world is set up that way, but it is that way. And you know, it's just part of the game. You have to, you have to play, you can't hate the game. You can't hate the player. It's just, you're part of the game. So, you know, carry on. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 like I said, I don't try to think of it as I'm just being honest with people. Uh, but you know what, in, in my, in my journey of being that way, um, I've met a lot of other people that have also also feel that way, and I found my my people. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's very doable for everybody. And I think if, if at the same time, if you believe, you know, so deeply in something, um, whether it be training or or nutrition, and you truly believe it works uh, for everybody or whatever, that's great too. I, I'm sure you'll find some people that agree with you on that. You know, and and have you found a method of making and i i think this goes back to your comedy but making the non-sexy sexy because sexy, that's yeah. something that i've been working on too it's like i'm not going to sell you poison but i it, that's where people struggle it's like they, they're not gonna they're gonna they're like fuck all this like liver king fuck hell like, fuck everything uh <laughs> fuck powerlifting like there's so many it's nuanced but then they don't know how to get their message across and the same thing with like um like knees over toes anything that like they're just phenomenal marketers and mm -hmm. people instead of countering the phenomenal marketing instead of countering it that way to get their own message across they do it in a way of fuck that person and like when yeah. you just say fuck that person one you're yeah, giving them attention that's what and I'm you're saying. you energy. can't hate the game you can't hate the player there there's that saying all right don't hate the player hate the game no you can't hate the game you can't hate the player man it's just you're part of it so if you don't want to be part of it don't be part of it i'm sorry it just it, it is what it is you know it's big boy talk you know like it's that's the way it is look liver king is fucking blew up right yeah, super know. popular you know, the, there's some lessons to take away from that, right? It's like, why, what was, you know, you could do, could you do some of that? You know, yeah, I mean, not the lying part, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> there's some lessons in there, you know, it's like, you can't hate on it. That's why whenever I, I make a meme or a post, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm trying my best not to hate on things. I'm trying to just make a laugh at it, have a joke at it, because I try to remind myself too, like, don't be a fucking hater. Like it's, it's not going to serve you any better and it's not going to serve them. And you're only going to look like a, like a hater. And nobody and nobody likes haters. <laughs> you know yeah. what I say? Nobody likes haters, man. It's like so. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's, like I said, it's just um yeah, just being honest about it and not not taking yourself too seriously. 
Because life is, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen, man. Yeah, I, I, I try not to take these things, any of these things too seriously. And, you know, seriously enough so that I can function in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, having like a little bit of a probably outside perspective too. And like, like your, your, your ability to make jokes about it. Like, I think that's super powerful. Like when, when you see a coach that is un unable to one, make a joke of themselves and one hand, oh, like yeah. unable to make a joke of their methods. It's oh, like, man, yeah. there, there is an attachment piece there. And I actually, I had, ah, oh, shoot, I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was Noah Ryan. He was talking about even this with, with people's diets. It's like, stop. He's basically, he was saying, stop attaching yourself to a diet stop saying mm -hmm. i'm vegan stop saying i'm carnivore because what that does is it attaches your self-worth to this diet and mm -hmm. then regardless of what information comes across your plate that tells you what you're doing is bullshit you're not gonna you're not gonna listen to it because you're you're now it's not an idea it's not something that you're looking to experiment with now it's your identity attached to that method and and i think the ability de to detach from one one yourself and detach from the the method itself and just look at it like bro we're playing we're we're doing fucking pe like like we're we're, we're lifting in the gym you know like like how yeah man we're fucking talking yeah. on talking on a mic on instagram live like how ridiculous is this world yeah. right now that we're yeah. living in and we have people just sitting and if you're doing it for fun i think trolling for fun and like arguing and going back and forth for fun is like that's different but people that are just so like they're tight buttholes on everything. Oh, it's in like, the tight in the comment sections. Oh yeah, yeah. They're yes. assholes, fucker. When you say anything, they can't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, man? It's like I equate it to um to like actors. You ever seen like an actor who like goes up on gets his like Oscar reward or whatever, and he's just like fucking like, oh my god, it was like the bad. It's just <laughs> crying and just like and like just like what you said. It's like you're literally pretending to be somebody else for a living, like. Take, take it easy, man. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's going to be all, you know what I'm saying? You're getting paid millions of dollars to just pretend, to play pretend, man. Like, you're not, you know, I, it, it, some movies are, I, I'm a big film guy. I love movies and film, but it's like at the end of the day, like you said, just like with the, you're, you're being a PE teacher. You're just having fun with people and getting them to work out and move. It's like the same thing with, with that, you know, you just don't take it too seriously. You kiss, because then you get, like you said, your butthole is going to be too tight. And also you're not going to be able to accept new information. You're going to, you're going to mm -hmm. bury yourself in a hole. And it's going to be so fucking hard to get out of it, man. And I've seen that happen with people, with training, with diets, you know, whether it being getting sick or getting super injured or just having their whole world apart, fall apart. You know what I'm saying? And like we talked about earlier, it's not it's not to say that you should be bouncing around every single day to like a new thing. Like, okay, I did that and doing that and doing that. It's like try things out, go to a different phase if it's working. What is that? What is that famous saying by Bruce Lee? You know, um, Take out, take out the best, you know, things out of stuff. I don't even know how to, how he said it, but you know, something smart like that. I'm, I'm not that smart, but uh, you know, <laughs> take out the essence of things, you know, pull them out and then discard whatever is not useful to you. And then, you know, find something new to learn and to study and uh, get the best stuff out of it. Yeah. Judd Logan, um, he, he passed away mm -hmm. this past two years ago, but, uh, he's a, he's a Olympic hammer thrower, an amazing uh, hammer coach at Ashland. But he, one of his sayings was, "Yeah, Derek uh, Woodski. Uh, I've trained with Derek. Yeah. When, when oh, I was really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One of his sayings was, have have ninety ninety percent of what I do is set in stone, and I spend ninety percent of my time looking for that other ten percent. Which I, which I like, I've always loved that quote. It's like, and he's one of the most like just, and I've never met him, but just going on videos and everything that he's like, he's one of the most hard ass people like that you'll ever meet. Like just a total like almost like winning like." Ah, oh, like mm -hmm. in your face at you. And and his whole thing is like, I, I am not bouncing around these rabbit holes, but I'm also spending 90% of my time looking and just experimenting and touching on different things. And I really think that's where you find a lot of the magic. It's, it, it's not swearing. And because that's where you see, it's like, you have, you have liver King so stuck in his hole that he has to lie about like everything you have, like uh, <laughs> knees over toes. So stuck in something that like, if new information does come across, it's going to be so hard for him to step out because you put a hundred percent of your stuff into one aspect, one rabbit hole. Whereas yeah. if you just spend 90% and you're open to, I think being open to being wrong too is, is a huge part of it and open to this was an experiment. I'm working on this. I'm working on the N of one thing. Like yeah. you could, you could have done when you did the methylene blue or red light, you could have been like, this fucking works. I'm doing it. Like mm -hmm. I'm a methylene blue subscriber. Now I'm doing mm -hmm. this. Um, And then you had to, you did it and like, oh shit, it didn't work. I like, fuck now mm -hmm. I gotta like try to come yeah, out of yeah, that yeah. rabbit hole. Also being open to the fact that here's a, like a real thing that people don't think about often. It's like things change, man. Life is pretty long. Sometimes people say it's pretty short. That's true too. But, you know, meaning maybe this thing worked 10 years ago for you, really. And then 15 years go by, another 10 years go, you know, a long time goes by and then it doesn't work for you this time. 
And that's a real thing too. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, maybe you were really big on this training thing and it did work and it wasn't bullshit and it did all, and you accomplished your goal. And then 10 years go by and it just doesn't work anymore. You know, you see that with like, I I don't know, say Olympic weightlifting, right? Where it's like to get you to this level of, uh, you know, to get your level to this, be able to snatch this amount of weight, you got to be, you got to be following this program. But then to go above that pro above that weight, you got to follow a whole fucking different program. Like not the same thing won't work. It won't, it won't keep making you stronger. You got to change it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even, even if something did work before and it wasn't bullshit and it was good advice, a lot of times it just stops working for you. You know, you age, I don't know what it is, but that's just the way it's set up. I don't know. Yeah. And I think lifting is a great example of this. And I, and like my, and of one myself, it's like, I started off in high school, Olympic lifting. It's all we did. And I mm-hmm. got incredibly strong from it. And I swore for the next like four years because of one period of time that Olympic lifting was the only answer and look how strong I got because of it. And it's like, or now I can look at it like, dude, anything in that moment with that amount of hormones running through my system was going to make <laughs> yeah, me stupid yeah. strong, you know, but it was so like, so it got stuck in this mindset of like Olympic lifting is the only way and look it, I got results to back myself up with it yeah. without being able to look at it in this nuanced way of literally you could have did anything you could have ran conjugate you could have just been a straight meathead you could have did a bodybuilding thing and you yeah maybe just a slight <laughs> difference but whatever like the hormones running through my system at that time i was gonna i was gonna get strong and jacked no matter what in that moment yeah. but i couldn't process that in my head for the longest time and it did and even like it took so long to get even with just information and this is where like i i give people the benefit of the doubt because even with information that was straight in front of my face this guy right next to me that is a better football player than i am did a different program or did no program and he's a better football player than i am mm-hmm. uh and so i had that information right in front of my eyes he does not olympic lift he did a different program or he literally doesn't train at all and he's a better football player than me i had that information right in front of my eyes and I still couldn't break out of my paradox. I'm like, well, if he did more Olympic lifts or he did this program, he would be a better, better football player. And it's like, so I give people the benefit of the doubt because I've been there myself. It's like, you get so attached to these ideas that, because it, like you said, it did work for you. But I think being able to look at why it worked for you and when it worked for you is a huge, like nuanced discussion you have to have with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Even besides the hormones, man, have you ever trained a client who's like never worked out in their entire life and they're like 40 years old? You ever had a client like that? <laughs> yeah. The first I, time I've clients touch. like that. Right. So like I, I have a guy who's 40 years old. He literally, he, he he's hiked and he's not like obese, but he's never worked out ever. Like nobody ever took him to the gym. He didn't really play sports. I mean, no, he played sports growing up, but like since, you know, getting a job and living life, like it's been 15 years of no working out, just hiking, you know, you can run any fucking program with them. They'll, their muscles will grow, man. It's not even the hor- only the hormones, you know, it's just that first responder kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So just paying attention, paying attention and being real. And, and then, yeah. And then you go to another person. And I've also had people who, um, I've, I've worked with people with that, um, what is the name of that? Uh, elders, elders, uh, down low syndrome. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It makes you uh, makes your joints really loosey goosey, sort of. It's like you're over hyper extended on everything, and you're you have a real tough time. Um, you, you know, you like you can do things normally, but it's just you're overly loose. You're o- o- overly uh, flexible, basically. And it's like for them to get sore in their muscles, you literally have to do like ten sets of the same <laughs> exercise. Yeah, like ten. You know, for them to even feel it. Otherwise, they just don't feel anything the next day. So you know, you just got to take it on. You know, pay attention to each person and pay attention to yourself, and then realize that it's. The answer is not always going to be the same going from person to person to person. Yeah. And ha- again, having that nuance and I, you talked about like training the 40 year old athlete and that, that's my favorite. Like the, I love those clients. It's like that or <laughs> or you like you get a guy from just like just straight. Maybe he's only done bodybuilding and just like brutal or just like a bodybuilding in a sense of like he's literally looked at the back of a magazine and taken workouts from there. Yeah, and then you yeah, give it, you give him just Arnold split, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you just give him any structure to his program or any vari- variety in his program. And he comes back. He's like, this is magic. Like, this is the thing. It's like, <laughs> bro, bro, it's not, it's not magic. It's literally just like, it's just, you've just different. been doing the same workout for 15 years, right? Exactly. Yeah, just literally too. anything different. <laughs> Um, so yeah. I want to take this just in a little bit different direction. And okay. something I, I, I loved that you were talking about is basically like level in this one of the principles is like level yourself up. Don't level your environment down. And this was like, the way you phrased this it really clicked in my head because I've been having conversations with a lot of like coaches too. It's like, bro, if we have to do everything like and that, that's again, not to throw out everything in the biohacking world or just like 
making your environment better. It's not to throw mm-hmm. everything out, but if you have to do everything that these biohackers are saying, you're you're walking around with fucking seventeen like EMF like uh, sheets on, and like you yeah, can't, yeah, yeah, you know, you have to you can't you have to destroy all light bulbs in your house, and you're you, gonna be in an aquarium that's an aquarium. surrounded, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're just yeah. gonna walk around like a fucking fish. Yeah, like is that how you want to live your life? <laughs> exactly. So you 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 said basically like maybe like you should level yourself up, and maybe these environments like just eliminating any every, every stressor is making you actually weaker. And I, I'd love to hear you kind of talk about your thought mm. process with that. And again, how you balance that with things of like, okay, maybe I don't want a ton of blue light exposure right before I go to bed. Like, how, how are you balancing it with the stuff that it, it is helpful to you, but I'm not going to live in a fucking aquarium my, the rest of my life. Right. Well, that's that's the first thing right there. It's It's like, look, man, it's 2023. The world's going to go on. I know everybody thinks that we're all going to die like any day now or something. There's so many bad things happening in this world and I understand, but it's going to go on. It's going to go on. You you have to accept it. It's We're we're not going to go back to the days when um, my grandparents were married and they had 10 kids and they had goats and chickens and everybody was happy and nobody ever fought. Like, first of all, that's not a reality either. You know, people were struggling. I don't know what what's where people are getting this. People are creating these fucking, you know, things in their head like that. Everybody was happy all the time and living on farms. And and I mean, periods of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. I'm also not, I'm not being nihilistic. I'm a very positive person. And that's my point with this. It's like the world is going to move forward. There's no past. The past doesn't exist. We're going to move forward. So my point is we have 4G now, 5G now. Trust me, we'll have 7. We'll have 8G. We'll have, it'll keep going 100%. There's no stopping it. There's no stop. It's going to keep going. So do you want to keep bitching about it? And just like, you know, oh, I I can't sleep unless if I have, you know, silk blinds on, on my <laughs> blackout blinds on. And, and like you said, I, I can't fall like... Uh, you, you can't you can't bitch about it. You have to try to level yourself up to this environment. Because by the way, how we got here, how how we're our literal physiology, our literal anatomy, it wasn't because we sat around in a cave and and uh, smoked joints all day around a campfire. You know what I'm saying? We were running around. We were using our feet the way that our, our feet are shaped. We were throwing things the way our our, our you know scapulars are shaped. It's like we got here by. Um, resisting you know with 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 the natural environment fighting against it moving forward it's just it's just going to happen it's it's inevitable it's inevitable so to to like yeah to pretend that we're going to go back to some sort of living in you know 1960s and everybody's happy and it's like it's just not going to happen world world moves forward so move forward with it so level yourself up so you know like I said, it's not being it's not about being dumb about it. I'm not saying go sleep under a 5G tower and like <laughs> I'm not saying that either. You see, people because people want to make it black and white, right? They want to like, like, so what are you saying? So you're saying, oh, so you're just saying eat seed oils and sleep under a 5G tower. Like, no, I'm not saying that either. But I'm just what I am saying that the world is gonna move forward. So instead of bitching about it. How about you try your best to create a better world in the future? You know what I'm saying? Maybe by making people more aware of this stuff or by creating a more resilient you that doesn't is, isn't affected by going to Whole Foods and getting some food that was cooked in canola oil, like as if it's going to just destroy you for forever. You know, level yourself up a little bit, work on it. It's like, you know, it's specific things you can do for each, you know, specific outcome or occasions. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you talked about uh, t- like one of the things you said is like stimulus equals adaptation. And I was, I think about like my grandpa, like growing, when you talk about the, the romanticizing of the past, I'm like, bro, there is not a world where I would take my grandpa's raising above mine in a second, man. Same, but- here. Same <laughs> here, bro. I mean, fuck, man. I mean, seriously, my grandpa wasn't was in World War II, you know, like a fucking, I don't want to fuck that. I'm good, man. I'm good right here. <laughs> And but we talk about some of the shit like again, my, my grandpa was in uh Vietnam, uh jumping out of airplanes, like just totally fucking his body up and the the chemicals yeah. that he was going through and even just like let's say like uh drinking water from the like the whole like tap water, not saying tap water is great again, but like he's drinking out of fucking like hoses and shitty rivers and stuff like that. <laughs> but you you see him, the stimulus equals adaptation. Uh, and it's like that man is never sick. That man is never hurt, you know, like that yeah. dude has built up and now you have it's like you you don't have a man, it's like some of the high schoolers I train, it's like that. I would, I would say 80% of them are allergic to something. Uh, oh, and yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. 
a hundred percent of them come in with the mindset of like the, their reason for performance is not for performance. Their reason for performance is not to get hurt. Like, like mm. it, it's just total mindset shift of instead of resilience. And again, it's, it's not the, it's not the go chug a bottle of seed oil. I love that you mentioned that point. It's not just avoid or like just disregard everything that we're doing uh, right. and say everything's fake, but it's like the, the total mindset shift that is, happening right now and i don't even think we understand how kind of dangerous that is and and i see it a lot with athletes that like you're scared of movement at 12 what what mm-hmm. does that turn to when you're when you're 20 and then when you're 30 and then when you're 40 and it's like we're creating this almost self-fulfilling prophecy of i'm scared to move because i'm gonna get hurt i don't move so when i do move i do get hurt because i'm unprepared for that movement because i don't move ever uh and then you kind of create this self-fulfilling prophecy and then you stop moving and then when you stop moving your body responds in a way of like blowing up and disease and not it's not doing what your body's supposed to do um and you kind of create this like it's like i just don't think we understand the the impact we are having in creating this environment in which we are basically scaring everybody out of everything when you like you yeah. said like the world is going to move forward and, and it's it's not going to hopefully and if yep. it does end then nobody listens to this podcast anyway so if it does end <laughs> then, then it ends and then we're but done it you know? will bro it will whether we all <laughs> die tomorrow or not it will keep moving forward that's just that's just how like i said i didn't set life up like that but it is what it is you have to accept it it's going to keep moving forward and yeah uh, be sensible. It's not like you said, people just, people love that fucking black and white thing. All seed oil is good or all seed oil is bad. And it's like, and there's nothing in like, there's a huge middle ground here, guys, of stuff that we can figure out, you know? Um, I don't know if you know, I used to do, uh, you know, what kettlebell sport is, it's a Russian sport. You know, you know, kettlebells are obviously. Yep. No? yep. In Russia, it's a sport. You compete. It's 10 minutes of lifting. So you pick the kettlebells up. You have to hold them in rack position on your chest. You can't set them down. 10-minute timer starts, and you have to do clean and jerk or just a jerk, and you do a snatch. So it's like a it's sort of strength endurance uh, sport. Um, each kettlebell weighs 32 kilograms, so it's about se- over, just over 70 pounds. And um, I used to compete in it, basically, okay? So just to tell you a story, you know, we had a big competition in California years back, and uh, we had a bunch of top-level Russian athletes flew, fly in um, to compete, you know, to show, to demonstrate the sport and to spread the message and everything. Um, they flew in the day before the competition. Uh, that's a 13-hour flight, by the way, Moscow, L.A. <laughs> um, slept for four hours. They all stayed at like a Holiday Inn or a Days Inn, like one of those like the shittiest hotels ever. Um, they showed, they, they came, uh, you know, to, to the competition. I asked them what you guys have for breakfast. They're like, Oh, one egg and crackers. They were like, the food is so bad here. I'm like, yeah, food's terrible here. And, uh, okay. And they, of course they proceeded to tear everybody a new asshole. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they ripped everybody apart. Right. Um, and then you had some other guys there that were, you know, I was watching them. They were like, they brought over like the wild caught tuna that was like 30 fucking $13 for a tiny can of it. They had like the like organic. F- so they were super prepared. Everything was prepared. Like they were so, they had the best Adidas lifting shoes, you know, like the three, $400 ones, the Addy stars. I don't know if you remember those. Those are super old school. And, and, you know, and they sucked, they sucked, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it was, it was a bit lesson for me if it's like, Look, life is not going to always be there for you for everything to be perfect. It's just not going to do that. It's it, That's what I'm saying. It's going to keep going. You like it or not. And build yourself. Become resilient so that when days happen, when those days happen that it's like that, everything is not optimal. You can still perform and, and have a good time and, and, and still kick ass, you know, versus of like making the whole environment around you perfect and beautiful and butterflies and all this. And then you still kind of suck because you got no grit in you. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's like a little little lesson for, you know, in training, but also in nutrition and in life and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, be prepared. It's going to happen. It's it's not not going to happen. It's going to happen. hundred yeah. percent. I guarantee you. You know, I just I just I just made a post on this a couple of weeks ago about Chad Ochocinco talking about his diet. And it was, I was just fucking crying because he was basically like he was talking about him eating McDonald's and his McDonald's all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's kind of the same thing. It's and again, it's it's not to say go fun, tell every athlete to go eat McDonald's every single meal like Chad Ochocinco. Right. That dude's built different. But again, you're going to face people that are built different and, and you're not going to control the environment in the way that you think you're going to control the environment. And that's a sport like you're you're in a sport that is probably one of the most controlled sports you can. And the more the more you get into lifting and the, like the, there's not going to like probably weather probably doesn't play a huge factor. Um, You know what weight, you know what the 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 thing you need to accomplish is. There's not another person like kind of fighting you with it. You get to a sport where it's even more chaos. You get to a team sport, you get to something like that. It's like, what what do you think you are protecting your athletes again? Like that dude over there is six, seven. 
330 pounds and he's going to bury you. He is, he's not going to let you just do your little like hand rush move. Yeah. He's, he's not going to make the environment perfect for you. That dude's job is to kill you. Uh, yeah, he and, ate and, two McGriddles for breakfast and McDonald's orange juice. And he's going to, he doesn't give a fuck that you ate the, the organic grass fed steak. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll bury you. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. I love that. Honestly, I love that. We need more of that because it seems like everybody around, like you said, whether it's high school, I work with some high school kids too. So it's like, whether it's high school kids or other people, everybody's just becoming soft. And I'm not talking about it in like a fucking tough guy kind of way. Cause I'm not really like a tough guy myself. Like, <laughs> let's go, bro. I just mean, I'm just, like you said, just growing a little bit stronger to you, to things around you. It's good for you no matter what. And everybody's at a different level and keep leveling up. That's what I mean. You know, whatever level you're at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking love that. And, and how do you personally, how do you go about leveling yourself up compared to like leveling down your environment? Like, like how do you personally do that? And, and like, what, what does your training, what does your kind of lifestyle look like to kind of reflect that? I only see a couple things on, on your page about training, but you, you mentioned some of the competition thing that you're doing, but how, how do you personally do that? I'm always interested in like what your kind of process and the way your brain works with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as nutrition stuff is, like I said, I'm not super obsessive compulsive about my food. If somebody brings me over a bottle of wine and some gluten food filled food, uh, I'll eat it. Uh, no problem. Again, am I eating that every day? No. No, of course not. Wouldn't do that. But I'm not obsessed. I'm not, doesn't bother me to go to Whole Foods and get some uh, food at the hot bar, the canola oil. It's not going to just, let's go to the gym and compete. You know, I'll show you. Fucking, let's try it. You know, let's, let's, whatever you want to do. Martial arts, great. I mean, again, it's just becoming super, it's, you would think that becoming super obsessive compulsive about this stuff will make you better, but it won't. I've been there, done that myself. I've had people try that out. I've seen people do that. So, you know, time and time again, you you notice that you got to keep, making yourself strong, the environment around you. And as far as training, man, my training is all over the place. Yeah, I don't, I haven't been posting much about it lately. Uh, my goal is to do that soon. Um, but I, I don't really follow a program program for myself. I, I mean, I used to do that years ago. Like I said, when I, you know, train under like polyquin and stuff, you know, intensification, accumulation phases, all that kind of thing. Um, but I don't do that. So I just, I, I, I train, I try to put myself into mm, like a, a, a daily training situation that I feel I need. You know, if I'm feeling kind of weak, I'll go and do some some weightlifting. If I'm feeling fat and out of shape, I'll go do some gymnastics. If I feel even more fat, I'll go run on the beach and, you know, fucking, uh, I'll go barefoot on the sand next to the ocean. It's cold, you know, stuff like that. And again, it's not to be like Rocky in, in Rocky four, you know, it's not like you have to train in the woods with like a, a sack of, uh, fucking, uh, um, what do you call it? Yeah. 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 Fire. fire. What do you call what do you, what do you call that stuff that, that, you know, you make fire out of whatever. Flint. Wood. Yeah. Or Flint. Well, no, no. Like the giant logs, logs. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Like, the giant log. Remember that scene where he's like strolling through the fucking, you know, you don't have to do that. It's not that extreme, but um, yeah, I, I set it up so that, you know, whatever I feel like I need to do, or sometimes honestly, man, it's like, whatever I feel like I don't want to do. And I'm kind of scared of like, Oh fuck, I don't want to run. And like, <laughs> I'll go, I'll go and run. Like, you know, like oh, I don't really want to lift weight today, stuff like that. I try to, it doesn't always work out of course, but um. I, I train every day, so I don't really, I, I'll take a day off if just life got, got in the way, I got too busy with clients or I, you know, have something that came up and just, you know, took my attention or if I'm really feeling like I, I'm getting cold or sick, which doesn't happen that often. So days like that, usually I'm, I'm training six, seven days. Yeah. And I think maybe that's something to dive into too, is uh, the training every day aspects. I, I tell people I train every day and uh, maybe it's, it's sometimes two to three God, times. You're over training, Austin. Over oh <laughs> training. You're going to get hurt. And it's like, bro, it's like, man, we just look at it in such a, again, it, it's like this fragile mindset. We look at training as like, Go, like look at a I I grew up in construction, grew up in farming, and I'm like mm. we were training fucking seven days a week, <laughs> yeah, sixteen hours a day, every single fucking day, every yeah, day. And my grandpa's been doing it for thirty <laughs> fucking years, and he he's like he's just fine, you know. And I like I, I that's what I grew up on, and then I and then I got into this, and then I would do it. I would do that for like 10 hours a day. Then I would go lift with my football team. Then I would go practice. You know, I would do all these things. And then I got exposed to this thought process of overtraining. I was like, oh, fuck, that's what I'm missing. I, I'm overtraining. That's my big thing. So I tried to cut as much stuff out as possible and didn't fix a thing. It, it just made me less capable. Like it, it literally just made me less capable. It less me, made me less able to do what I wanted to do. And I was just accomplishing less during the day. Um, And yeah. it's just like this. It's and it was so eye opening to me. Like when I made that realization, it's like, I was doing something 
And I had the common sense, like just real life experience of you were doing all of this training and you feel fine. Like you feel fine and you're performing on the field and you're, you're doing like things. I'm not saying everything I did was smart, but like I was, it was performing on the field. I was make, getting great results and I was doing fine. Then I was exposed to this idea of overtraining and I suddenly had to shit. Like I had to throw out all the common sense stuff in front of me that I was seeing and living every single day because I was told something else. And I was told something else and it totally changed my ship of mindset on everything. And then I had to go and change everything for no reason other than I was told it. And I, I think that's why, like, I don't think we really understand, like, and I'm pretty stubborn with my, with my thought processes and stuff. And that made me shift because I was all about, again, trying to go perform, trying to go like get that next edge and that next level. And, mm -hmm. and you have these athletes that are looking for the same thing and, and they're told something like that. And it's, it's just kind of just total bullshit. Yeah. So what you're saying is we should train 100% every single day until we bleed and die, right? That's what it's the only do. way. <laughs> See, that, that's what those people would say to you, right? They would say, oh, so what you're saying, it's like, hold on again, slow it down. I think what you're saying is you're training every day, but you're probably not going balls out, all out to, to death fucking every single day, right? You're probably just getting the workout in. Next day, getting the workout in. Next day, getting the workout in. Just progressively getting slower. It's funny how how many things carried over from like bodybuilding, right? Because it's like, like if you look at like uh, weightlifting, you know, which is way older than bodybuilding. Guys trained six days a week. Everybody did. You train every day because you're practicing a move. You're practicing an art too. It's not just about the the weightlifting aspect. You know, everybody trains six days a week, and you have Sunday off just because it's kind of how our I don't know Western societies. You know, so it's like. Yeah, it's funny how many people are so scared of overtraining. To me, it's like if you're not, uh, you know, trying to be a professional bodybuilder, which 99.9999999% of people are not, that there's not even a sense of looking at that stuff because it's it's just to me, it's like you have a body, you take a shit every day, you eat every day, just work out every day. Nobody's saying go kill yourself in the gym, do 10 sets of 10 or whatever. Just go and get a workout in, hour, get some sweat in. Like my goal in, like that's my goal in life. Every single day, just break a sweat. It's really as simple as that sometimes. You know, it could be whatever you want. It could be, if you're following a program, follow a program, you know, and if you're not, then whatever. So that's the way I look at it. it and it, it's pretty crazy that we are at a point now where it's like, telling people to go break a sweat every day it is like revolutionary. You know, it's like, man, <laughs> yeah. man again, if, if you go back to fucking a hundred years, or you go back 50 years, it's like, you didn't have a choice. Like You, you had were, to break a sweat. You yeah. had to break a sweat every day, yeah. multiple times throughout the day. And now it's like, yeah. it's this revolutionary like training idea. Uh, it's like, and you and I are reckless and just throwing out all the science right now yeah. because what we're talking about, <laughs> moving your body every day, like what in the yeah. world are we even yeah. talking and about? And all this science stuff even drives me nuts because again, people will quote the science, but they don't even, they didn't even read the fucking paper. <laughs> like, like, okay, what does the science says? Science says this in terms of hypertrophy, right? Really just hyper, okay, strength too. Okay, so it's like, is your goal in life to be the, the uh, are you trying to be a power lifter like professionally? No, you're just trying to get strong. Okay, are you telling me that if you lift every single day, you won't get stronger? Yes, you will. 100% you will. So it's like, so what's the point if the science says people responded 1.2% better to taking a day off? It's like, yeah, okay. Take a day off. Don't don't lift. Go into the gym. Uh, Fucking ride a bike. Go into the gym and stretch. Uh, Do some push-ups. Do some calisthenics. You know, it's like break a sweat because no matter what, man, you're aging. That's what I'm saying. The world's going to keep going forward. You're aging no matter what. So why not go keep keeping yourself resilient to that, you know, if you got to do something um, physical the next day, you're not going to be like, oh, wait, hold on. Fuck, I didn't warm up. And I did <laughs> I did four by four yesterday and I'm, I'm oh, my God, dude. I'm like, no, it's not going to happen that way. Right? Like you said, like that big guy that the football player that just ate two McGriddles for breakfast, he's going to crush you. He doesn't give a fuck what, what you like, what you did yesterday or, or that today's your day off. Oh, OK, today's your day off. I'm so sorry. Like, no, life, life and life is going to take you there. It's going to take you to those to those edges, you know. It's like, it's not, I mean, not being extreme about it, not being dramatic about it, but just it will, man. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. My my sophomore year, I got a great story. My sophomore year, mm -hmm. uh, we were playing in the national championship game uh, for division three. Um, and we, we had just finished like this perfect. It was like this sit. We had just got a new strength coach and it was like this 16 weeks of perfectly planned out programming. Um, <laughs> and we go to the Twitter page of this team. We're about to play Mary Hunter Bay or not. It was uh, Mount union. And we were about to go play them. And they, we just finished like, all peeking on our lift and like our strongest guy just got up like 340 on the bench and then they posted or this dude one of their defensive linemen who was their all-american said 
first time back from injury and he was benching 450 for three <laughs> and, uh, me and my buddy just looked at each other like bro we yeah. are about to get fucking yeah. wrecked by these yeah, guys yeah, and he's yeah. like first he time back up, right? he leveled up yeah he didn't give a fuck man and those are the strongest dudes that i know in the gym honestly man they just every think, time like 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 uh, like what what periodization are you following like what you know what i'm saying just like dude i get in here and i fucking lift and those are the guys that i like being around you know what i mean not like like i said not in the meatheady kind of way but just they're in that just to lift man there's no like this fucking jerking each other's off kind of thing like wood programmer you just come on let's lift man yeah i love guys like that <laughs> And it's the same same thing in in sports too. It's like the, these. It's it's even worse because it's like you have these guys asking about their footwork and where their foot should go and and like mm. what how how am I supposed to run this and what it's like the the dude that is doing it Chad Ochocinco is he's like he's like one of his he's like if you got it you got it and it's like it's the true. dudes that like dudes that are ballers man they're just walking out there and it's they're true. just gonna go play the game and like so then like my job is to expose athletes that can go game and like go like. You don't need to worry about the fucking rules. You don't need to worry mm -hmm. about this aspect right now. Like you need to learn how to game. And then that's not to say like you never worry about those things. Or you never work on the technical attack, but they, we have these kids so stuck in like, okay, I take three steps here and then I mm -hmm. move my shoulder left and then I go right. It's like, of course you're not fucking open, bro. You're telegraphing everything and you're doing it the same way. Every single time you go mm -hmm. look at an amazing pass rusher, you go look at somebody that can run around and get open. It's like, it's like this dance and, and you ask mm -hmm. them how they did it. And it's like asking an author or asking a, a musician, how they came up with their words. It's like, man, they were just in it. Like they were yeah. in it. And that's where I really think we have to draw people back to. But one of my biggest goals in training is like, I got to get you in it again. Like I got to get mm -hmm. you feeling this like stop worrying about like okay we're gonna run 20 minutes of this that's 17 reps and like no just go play handball bro like we're playing <laughs> handball right now for yeah, a warm-up yeah, yeah. to work on these things like you, you're so, yeah. so stuck in your own brain and it's, it's making you robotic in these movements that just you cannot be stuck in your brain when you're playing these sports yeah so so what you're saying is analyzing anything is totally right it, no. it's all trash yeah <laughs> see we keep coming back to that thing so that's what people do yeah it's not to say that you can't analyze things and watch some uh, some film, right, and break down guys' footwork or whatever, whether it be in boxing. It's that's great shit, but it's like your base is that the 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 actual doing part that should be your base, right? The doing part, the learning how to be, how to have some grit, learning how to not give a fuck whether like oh fuck I forgot my shoes, like I, I'm not wearing the perfect Nike shoes today for my game, like oh it's gonna be a terrible game, like no, you know what I'm saying? Having that just ability to just turn it on whether the if if the surrounding things around you aren't perfect or not and, and you know? i th this is this is again where i think it, it relies and this i talk about this is it's like it's the 12 year old is not wearing the knee brace because the 12 year old thought i need the knee brace like the 12 year old is not wearing the knee brace because he thinks it's cool and swaggy the 12 year old is wearing the knee brace because the parent told him he needed that knee brace or the ankle you know it's like the, the, i just say it's on us. It's on us as coaches. It's yep. on us as play. And it's like the, these athletes are not, that's not how they're, they're thinking. They're like, Oh, I really need that knee brace. That's what's going to take me to the next level. I really, mm -hmm. like, it's like 12 years old. And he's like, he fell on his knee, man. Like he has a scab on his knee. He doesn't need a mm -hmm. knee brace. That's, that's not mm -hmm. what's wrong with his knee It's going through. It's like, and, but that, that's where it relies on us as coaches to like, you, you, Stop selling the athletes on this. Like, stop that. Stop. And the parents too. It's like, I get you want the best. And a lot of it, that's that's the tough part too, is because it comes from like a you for the most part. Uh, maybe not for the most part. There's a lot of people that sell a lot of shit. But oh yeah. For a lot of times, like especially parents, it's like they want the best for their kid, but you are you are creating almost the worst for your kid in this like helicopter parent type way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it, it's not the athlete's brain that is like, I need this. The athlete just wants to go play, but now you put this new information in this athlete's brain. It feels like okay, I can only play if I put this knee brace on because of my scab knee. And 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 they you start yeah. to almost confuse these athletes too much with this information that is just it's not rooted in anything other than somebody told you and somebody told that person. And again, it's that watered down information. So I think being very careful with what you're telling your athletes and what you're telling your kids specifically. So you don't basically like get them stuck in their own heads when they're trying to play these sports. Yeah. Yeah. Just not scaring the fuck out of people. Yeah, man. I, I play um, football, uh, soccer. Uh, and uh, yeah, I remember like showing up to a game one time and this Brazilian kid was there and he was wearing flip-flops and he thought he put his shoes in a bag, but he didn't. He didn't. He forgot his shoes and we're all wearing shoes. 
guy just played barefoot again tore everybody a new asshole just zero fucks given man just like all right forgot my shoes like it's okay you know it's not optimal would i play better probably but it's like i can still perform you know yeah i mean because you know this is not going to click for most people in like instantly too so it's like wouldn't it be nice if we had role models that kind of you know taught people like listen okay i understand you're not having the best day or maybe you're not feeling great or maybe some other things in life are bothering but i still want you to try go out there and kick ass you know it's like i think it would it would raise a good generation of people no 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 matter what age honestly if you just had role models like that that weren't like saying oh man yeah like you said you're not wearing your knee brace oh no that's it you're you're gonna fall apart today it's just like no i want it the other way around it's like keep teaching people how to uh how to be strong no matter what happens yeah, and, and that's another point. It's it's like that dude wearing the flip-flops and he's resilient enough to wear the flip-flops and play. That guy, when you put cleats on him, is able to go that way. Like he's able, he's going to mm -hmm. be so much better when he puts the cleats on. So it's like mm -hmm. that's where that optimal environment does come to play. The other way does not work. It, 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 like if you no. cannot take off the cleats, like that way does not work. But life, again, you're not going to have that choice to go there. So train your athletes and train train your kids and train your clientele to, again, be able to be the guy in the flip-flops because at any moment, like ideally you, you are in ideal environments. And ideally you like when you're playing for the Super Bowl, everything is perfect. And then you elevate your game and then you like you're you're ready for that. And that that's again, it's it's like that nuance. It's not it's not saying go play the Super Bowl and flip flops. It's mm -hmm. it, like it, you, you are just able to you are you are able to have that setting. You are able to kind of go there, whereas the other way is not real. If you cannot play without your brace, if you cannot play without a certain piece of equipment, it, it's probably not going to work out in the long run because eventually something is going to happen to where you're not set up in that perfect ideal environment. It will happen. A hundred percent. I think people, a lot of people think that it doesn't happen, but it's like, it happens. If you only know some of the stories, right. For like athletes, you know, something went, something went completely wrong. What about that? Did, did you watch that? Um, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, the, like, was it like three, four part series? Did you watch that one on Netflix? Yep. Great one. Right. When, when they, when, when he got sick uh, after eating some pizza in the hotel, <laughs> right. That was like his most famous game. I forgot who he was playing, man. I mean, I, I mean, I remember seeing that, you know? Yeah. Right. Went out there, had the flu or whatever, was throwing up, barfing. Oh, I think, oh, I think they lied that he had the flu. Right. But really he had food poisoning and he was like barfing the whole time and yeah, went out and outperformed everybody. One of the most, everybody loves that. I mean, it's fucking great. Right. Don't you? And then imagine when he doesn't have the flu and he's, he is prepared and everything is going his way. That's, you know, that's when you get into that flow zone thing, right? You're just in that flow. I mean, that's great. Why not? You know, resilience. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, if Jordan's doing it, you, your high school athlete can probably probably get away with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, well, coach, this this was this was fucking awesome. It lived up to the hype. Thank you for being on. Thanks for inviting me, brother. It was a great talk with you. Thank you guys for listening. Keep chopping wood. Thank you for listening. Join us next week as we dive down another rabbit hole. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram at Austin Yoakum to stay updated on future podcast guests. Keep chopping wood.